Welcome to another edition of Hawk Off the Press. After the final score, I'm John Steppe, joined by Mike Kloss. After Iowa's third consecutive win, it has a much different feeling around here at Kinnick. Now that you're looking at a 6-4, and four, by the way, bowl-eligible team that has a chance to maybe even go to Indy. Of course, still need a little bit of help from Michigan beating Illinois, but I think that'll happen. But you look at it, it's a much different situation that this team is in compared to, say, three weeks ago. Uh, oh, for absolute sure. I mean, they got shellacked at Ohio State three weeks ago, and the offense was in the tank. And you thought, you know, the team's three and four, one and three in the conference, and this is a going nowhere season. Uh, here we are three weeks later. They're Tied for first place inexplicably almost in the Big Ten West, which is just, you know, uh, a, a stew of, you know, I guess I'd say mediocrity. But, hey, you you uh, you have to play where you live, and that's where they live. And they've won 13 straight games in November. You wrote about that the other day, their November streak. And uh, it's no accident that the overall full regular season of, of November games that they've won every single one of them. They're doing something right getting from the start of the season until Thanksgiving. Yeah, and of course there's a little bit of an asterisk because, okay, the scheduling gods put Michigan and Ohio State in October. <laughs> but still, it's November football, and maybe it should start to be called Kirkvember here at Kinnick. Well, he probably wouldn't like that, but... What it, what it was was this was an elimination game. I mean, we may scoff at going to the Big Ten Championship game, but these teams want it dearly. Both of these two teams that were here today wanted it dearly. They don't talk about it. It's, it's what who's next, who's next, who's next, and that's the way it should be. But the goal every year is to get to Indianapolis. And it, it is within their control to do that. And we'll probably be talking about that a little bit more later. But if they win two more games, they're going to Indy. Yeah. Uh, because Illinois is not winning at Michigan. I yeah. don't care how many screwy things happen this season. Illinois is not going to win at Michigan. Okay. Uh, so that game at Minnesota, uh, in effect, becomes <laughs> – I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> but uh, it, it'll – the winner will have an arm bar on the West Championship. Yeah, which if you would have told me at three weeks ago, I would have said, Mike, have you stopped by Illinois or Colorado or many of the other states where certain things are legal? <laughs> because what are you on to think that this could potentially be happening? No, I know, I know. And, and not only that, but, okay, the last two weeks Iowa's offense was more than – Adequate. Adequate's all you've been asking for all year, and it was adequate the last two weeks. This game, Iowa gets 146 yards, which is a preposterous number if you want to hope to beat anybody, anywhere, anytime. They win by 14 points. Uh, the, the defense did what it had to do. It won the turnover battle. Uh, it silenced the Wisconsin running game. It made Graham Mertz's life miserable at quarterback. And then the special teams put Iowa over the top. And what Gene did, obviously, today was storybook stuff. I mean, 
where was he not? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, a pick six. He tracks down a punt and, and gets it down at the one-yard line. He returns a punt 41 yards. It's, it's his first season of really playing college football, and he's from small-town western Iowa. I mean, it's, it's um, storybook stuff. I said it twice, but it is. You have to think that there are some Big Ten coaches that as they're watching film, they think, wow, why didn't we see this guy? Especially when you think <laughs> of the other schools that sometimes try to go into Iowa to recruit. Yeah. Like, they really missed on that one. Well, and, and the thing is, when you mention his name, I've, I've heard this so often this fall, the last two months, people saying, well, I, I saw him in high school, you know, I saw him in the Unidome, or I saw him at the state track meet, or, or, or saw him play basketball. I could have told you what an athlete he was, and, and he was. He was just this, this uh, multi-sport madman who not only lifted the football team and put it on his back out there in uh, Ida Grove and all the other towns that share the high school. But but it was every sport. He was a phenom. And sometimes you just have to say to yourself, it's not where a kid's from, it's what is he? And what this kid is, is, and I'll use this word again, a phenom. Yeah. And if he's not a case study for the benefit of playing multiple sports in high school and earlier, I don't know what it... Granted, okay, I played multiple sports in grade school, and I am certainly no Cooper DeSheen. But still, it shows, really, it's kind of the prototype for what Iowa looks for and how it can be really successful. Yeah, it's ball skills. You know, it does transfer. Jack Campbell was an excellent high school basketball player at Cedar Falls. And we could list so many like it, you know, Kayvon Merriweather. Uh, as well as, you know, they've had so many great wrestlers who've made impacts. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, boy, I tell you, I mean, it, it looked like they were going to be playing out the string. And the... Uh, the game at Purdue impressed me because they just silenced Purdue's offense. Today, yeah. Purdue turns around and gets 28 points against that terrific Illinois defense and beats them, doing Iowa a big favor. And then Wisconsin comes in here. Wisconsin had been averaging 32 points in its last four games, but they hadn't played Iowa's defense. They come in here, they get 10 points. The yardage was low, uh, two, some 227. Nobody had done that to Wisconsin. Uh, so the defense was great again. It, it, is a, it is truly a great defense. It truly is. And LeVar Wood's special teams were what put him over the top. Oh, yeah. Without those special teams plays, it'd be a different game. And you're bringing up the 10 points given up. That could have easily been three. But there is that yeah. one blown play that I look forward to watching four times over tomorrow to be able to take a closer look at it. But if you take out that one blown play on what was a third and 18, where mm -hmm. it seemed like Iowa had them, that that drive was going to be dead after what happened on first and second downs. But that one play gets blown and... 
It's yeah. a touchdown. And and it's the mark of a team that's got something heart-wise because when they score on that play late, when Wisconsin scored on the play you mentioned, and it's 14-10 to 10 at halftime instead of 14-3, to 3, and here comes halftime and you're thinking, this one's going to get away from them. Yeah. You know, they – they let Wisconsin wriggle off the hook right there. And in the second half, you watch, they'll start being Wisconsin. Braylon Allen will start, will get his 100 yards, and they'll go to town. Never happened. No, 51, I think, was the final number for Wisconsin with rushing yards. Yeah, yeah, I outrushed him by a yard, amazingly. Allen had 113 yards minimum in his previous four games. He had 100-plus against Iowa last year. He gets 40 today on 17 carries, two two and a half yards a pop. Uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic defense. It just is. And then, of course, the pick six. You know, without that, it's a different game. But, okay, so they got burned at the end of the second quarter, but they also burned Wisconsin with their secondary. Uh, bad throw, bad decision. The Gene, man on the spot, six points. Um, I, I'm I'm impressed with how they've gotten off the deck. I mean, no, they're not going to win a national title. And yes, the offense has been terrible this year, and so forth and so on. But instead of this just being a lost season, I, I'm not wrapped up in this first place stuff yet. But somebody's got to finish first, <laughs> you know. And uh. So, I mean, is it going to be Iowa, or is it going to be a really tough, physical Minnesota team that Iowa plays Saturday in the always cold stadium up there, outdoor stadium in Minneapolis, uh, in the third week of November? Uh, uh, I, it ain't going to be pretty, but it's going to be darn interesting. Oh, yes. I just had a shiver. I know. And I'm going to be in a heated... Well, we're both obviously going to be in a heated press box. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, uh, just looking at it will make you cold. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be an interesting two weeks here. And Minnesota's going to be a tough team. Nebraska, you can't overlook, but they should be able to beat Nebraska. So all of a sudden, the conversations that you would have thought were impossible are now possible. And of course, there are still things that Iowa needs to fix. When you look at the 1.2 yards per carry, I think it's 2.2 yards per play overall for the offense. You win a game with 2.2 yards per play. Who does that? I mean, maybe in 1900 they did that, (laughs) but in 2022? Yeah. So those numbers have to get better. The offensive line has to get better. They're not going to play a defense as good as Wisconsin's, but Minnesota... Has a good defense. Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly a respectable unit there. So that's to me the thing that I'm going to be... In fact, I'm sorry, I take it back. Minnesota's defense might be better than Wisconsin's. Yeah. It's certainly one of the best in the West. You know, Illinois is certainly up there. But then after Illinois, you'd say... And Illinois hasn't looked even so yeah, great the last few weeks. Yeah, statistically, John, Minnesota and Iowa are right there in... in categories yardage and scoring defense oh, yeah. and so forth so yeah i mean nobody's going to be uh, have the slightest whiff of overconfidence going up there when it's like this is minnesota's minnesota's got a real chance now um to do something it hasn't done in eons 
Hines, which has finished first place in any way, shape, or form. It's been, I think, 1962, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, there will be a lot on the line up there Saturday. Yeah. I'm starting to talk myself into looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't let that happen. No, no, no. <laughs> that spoils my self-image. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. There'll be I'll be curious to see too with the health of Iowa's offensive line that got banged up and yeah. that's a group that needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Of course the defense was, I mean it's it wasn't anything wonderful in this game. No. No, and you imagine okay, if Plum or Stevens, if either of them miss time, man, you're really getting thin in terms of your options mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So the defense you're not worried about one of the best in the country, but you look at this offense and yeah, I think that's going to be the key there where the defense was able to make a heck of a lot of plays today. When you think of Cooper DeGene deserves its own category of that. And you're not going to have that every game. So we'll see what happens with this offense. If they play like they played against Northwestern and Purdue, You'd be okay, but that's easier said yeah, than done. They've at least given themselves a chance, and you know, going into the third Saturday of November, that's that's what you want. Oh yeah, and I think anybody would have taken that in a heartbeat when they were three and three in the bye week after losing to at the time an unranked Illinois. So yeah. enjoy it. I guess would be my advice to fans. It's quite the turnaround to savor. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm. I mean, I wasn't surprised Iowa won this game. I picked them to win it, uh, but um, the way they did it, <laughs> we're going around in circles a bit now. But it's it's still it's 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 a lot to it's a lot to compute. Yeah. Well, thanks again for tuning in. I'll have another episode this week. Until then, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.